beginning another beautiful week together, returning with our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program, continuing in Hilfa's Tzedakah. So moving right along over here in Hilfa's Tzedakah, um, we saw this morning Reish Memches, Reish Memches, that who gives and who do you take from? Who gives tzedakah and who do you take tzedakah from and how to take tzedakah? So let's just speak out a few um, practical, applicable, and relevant everyday halachic points that are, uh, that are um, bound up together with this, with this uh, simon with Reish Memches. So first of all, we begin with saying, everyone's got to give tzedakah. Everyone's got to give tzedakah, including someone who gets tzedakah. Getting tzedakah doesn't exempt you from giving. You know? And sometimes the biggest givers, the ones that are the, that are the getters, they understand what it means to have to be dependent on tzedakah. They understand what it means to have that, that plight of someone who needs assistance and help. And, uh, you know, they, um, they say... Fundraisers say that <clears throat> that um, the pe- people that generally give the most freely are the easiest to get to donate are the people that have less money, the least money, the ones that give the, 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 that, that uh, take out their checkbooks the, 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 the fastest. And the people who have, you know, generally, they say that's the, um, it's not, a, it's not a, obviously there's exceptions, it's real Bar Hashem. But in general, the less they have, the, the, the quicker they give. The more they have, the more you have to kind of pull teeth sometimes. The people with less money know what it means to not have so much money. They, 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 they get the Indian. But uh, in halacha, in halacha, so um, even someone who's receiving tzedakah has to give tzedakah. The shach qualifies this by saying, you know, we're, not, we're talking about someone who at least is in his partners. He has a rhythm. He has, he has um, you know, he, um, even though he's receiving tzedakah, but, but he has a mahalach. He has a, a, a system worked out as to how he gets by. He can cover his debts. He covers his expenses. He's not someone who lives from one day to the next not knowing where his food's going to come from or his rent's going to come from. If they're going to shock his electricity, he says the shakh, I'm not talking about such a person. So just to, just to um, set things up for, for the halachas that are yet to come, this mechaber is really an introduction to the simon that we're going to see in Mitzvah Shem next week, Reish Mem Tez. Reish Mem Tez that we'll see next week is about calculating uh, where you stand in the, in the tzedakah bracket. How much tzedakah you should be giving. You should give meiser, a chaymish, less than meiser. How much tzedakah do you give? How much, of your exp- how much of your income should you be given away for tzedakah? So the mechaber is, is introducing Reish Memtes by saying everyone has to give. Even someone that gets tzedakah has to give tzedakah. And, and what do you give? How much do you give? How do you calculate that? That's coming up in Reish Memtes. So when the shach says that this is only referring to someone that has uh, a mahalach, that he's, he's uh, you know, getting by day by day, and he's not living in constant, um, you know, uh, in, in constant tension, in constant um, unknowing where his bills are getting paid from. What the shach is doing, he's referring to the Mechaber is introducing Reish Mem Tess, which is going to be figuring out your personal tzedakah bracket. So, it comes out like this. When it comes to a fixed tzedakah bracket, that's where the shach is modifying the Mechaber and saying, only people that are um, covering their bills. And month by month, they know where their income is coming from, they know where their, their budget, how their budget is being covered, even if that requires them 
being subsidizing and getting, getting support from other means through tzedakah, they still have to give a certain amount of tzedakah and that's going to be the test of Reish Memtes. The person that the shach is saying is exempted is exempted from Reish Memtes. That means exempted from figuring out uh, a regular tzedakah bracket that he's going to belong to, yet speak out the paiskim. Based on a chazal, there's no one that doesn't have to give any tzedakah. Even when the shach says, the, the fellow that the shach is describing over here, who's exempted from the mechaber, from the mechaber's um, halachic requiring uh, giving tzedakah, he's just exempted from putting himself into a, a bracket of how much of his income has to be given for tzedakah. So in other words, the guy who doesn't know how he's making it from one to the next, doesn't have to, is exempted from being in a regular tzedakah bracket. However, he's not exempted from tzedakah. There's not a single yid that doesn't have to give tzedakah over the course of the year. Even the guy who doesn't know how he's making it from day to day. Even the guy who, every single day, he has to go, you know, has, he has to go around the shul, snoring, he has to go collecting. Yeah, from one day to the next, he doesn't know how he's going to make, you know, he's going to put bread on the table, he's going to have uh, uh, money to buy food for his kid's lunch. He doesn't have to, he's exempted from a fixed tzedakah income bracket, but he has to give tzedakah over the course of the year. And the amount that Chazal give for this is, um, as we mentioned last week, every yid has to ask himself, where, where is my involved with tzedakah? How do I give tzedakah? Where is my tzedakah um, participation? Even the guy who is living b'doichak mamish, he's eating um, 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 what's the lashon of the pasuk? Um, Lechem tzor ma'im lachatz, something like that. I think lechem tzor ma'im lachatz. There's a lashon of the pasuk like that. He's 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 his uh, from one day to the next. He really doesn't know where his food is coming from. He still has to give tzedakah some at some point over the course of the year. Every year he has to be. Where did I give tzedakah this year? The shear for that is is the shlishes hashekel, the basic, most barest minimum requirement that anyone has to give tzedakah. Even the guy who doesn't know, the guy who's walking around every day collecting all the shtiblok has to give one third of a shekel a year to tzedakah, which amounts to something like less than ten dollars in modern day currency. What? Um, um, the, um, the, uh, the, well, the, if you want to see someone up in earth, the Nachlas C says it on the other page, on the other side. Yeah. Um, but we'll see this also more next week in Reish Mem Tes. That the Shach is referring to, this, this Mechab really has to be understood as introducing Reish Mem Tes. Reish Mem Tes is, you know, how much do you give? Do you give Meister? Do you give Chaymish? Do you give less than Meister? Reish Mem Tes is, Establishing your fixed tzedakah bracket. How much? Wh- which bracket are you in? What's your regular um, tzedakah contribution contribution look like? So the guy who has to, on a daily basis, go collect and 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 snort, he is exempted from um, a fixed amount from his income because he doesn't really have income, doesn't have any kind of income. Whereas the guy who's the mechaber describes, who is dependent on tzedakah, but he he, he has a, a Mahalach worked out, he does cover his expenses month by month, so that's called an income, so he d- gives a regular amount to tzedakah, but everyone's hired to give something to tzedakah once a year, even if not a regular amount. Is that, that's the bottom line over here. Okay, that's clear, more or less clear, hopefully. There's no one that doesn't give tzedakah ever. There's no yid who is so destitute, who's so downtrodden, who's in such bad, uh, m- such a bad matzav that he never gives tzedakah, everyone has to give a shlish a year, the minimum required amount is one third of a shekel. So again, a little bit, is, it's, it's less than 10 bucks. Everyone's got to figure out, when, when over the course of the year did I give that $10? I was with the guy, Mamish, every penny that he collects is going to, to, to buy his kids food, so he's going to have to figure out over the course of the year how he's going to 
add up to, uh, you know, six, seven dollars to be able to give that at some point somewhere to tzedakah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but at least that. Um, okay, so then the rest of the simon over here discussed um, who you can take from and who you're not supposed to take from. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so again, the next week, Rashi Matesim, we'll start to see how a person calculates what they should be giving to Sadaqah based on where their personal situation is, uh, who's supporting them, um, and how much they have in the bank, etc. We'll, we'll see that next week. Um, but in terms of who you collect from, so there were some interesting halachas over here about taking tzedakah from, from someone's rabbitson. You go around collecting. People have to um, very often go campaigning. They collect door to the door. They're collecting from themselves, collecting for yeshivas. And the woman of the house answers the door. The rabbitson answers the door. My husband's not home right now. How much are you allowed to take from somebody's rabbitson? How much are you allowed to take from the woman of the house when the, when the man of the house is not around? So uh, technically speaking, the way things work is... is um, even if a woman has her own, has a, has a job as a parnosa, but the way it's structured in halacha, uh, un- unless a person makes his own um, um, arrangements to, to uh, override that, is that all the, the income is under the jurisdiction of the, of the husband, of the man of the house. That's the way it's structured in halacha. Therefore, the, the halacha is gepaskened over here, that when you are collecting money, you're going around collecting money, and it's the woman that's home, not the man. You can't take a, a, an exorbitant demand of tzedakah from the woman or from kids. You can only take says the mechaber davar muatz. Gaboy tzedakah imakam meinosha meyabodom antinoikus elu davar muatz. The kids answer the door. The kids answer the door. Mommy's not home, and Tati's not home. The kids answer the door. You can only take davar muatz from the kids. You can only take a davar muatz from a woman. You're, you're, you're calling up. You're doing a, a campaign, a fundraiser room, and the woman of the house answered the phone. The man that has not around, he said, can you contribute to my campaign that I'm raising money right now for the CBS Community Council of Summerton, Philadelphia, or a tour of Summerton, Philadelphia, the Congregation Beth Salmon of Summerton, Philadelphia, the, uh, the uh, Levy Bible Academy of, uh, of the Bible Belt of Richboro, um, Bucks County. So, uh, so the, the, a woman answers the phone. How much are you allowed to take from this woman? How much are you allowed to get her to pledge? The Mechaber Paskins of Dover Muot. Now, what's the lamb? The lamb this is because it's really not her money. Not her money. It's her husband's money. And if you take more than Dover Muot, we have to be concerned that it's Gezel. She's doing without his permission. She's giving you money that's not hers to give. So it's a mitzvah baba avera. You, you think you're getting to luck. You're really being machshal her with Gezel. Well, you don't know if you're married now. What? You don't know if you're married now. She's suffering Gezel. Suffering Gezel. You should find out if you give a there. What? Yeah, so the so, Suffolk so, Gezel, generally in Suffolk, the rice we go to Chumrah. Yeah. So the Suffolk Gezel, you have to go to Chumrah. And you have to assume she's uh, married. I mean, what, 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 where's this list? How would you get this number? Who, you don't know who you're calling? It's random cold calls? You're going through the Bucks County telephone book? Anyway. Um, yeah, if you don't know, I, 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 you should leave Mavar. Um, What's a Dabar Mu'at? What is a Dabar Mu'at? What's the Gedra Dabar Mu'at? Dabar Mu'at. So Dabar Mu'at, obviously, it's the, 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 the Svar over here is a Dabar Mu'at is the amount that I can assume that the, even when the husband finds out, he's not Makhvud. He's not Makhvud on it. What, what is that? So if, 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 if it's dependent on what the husband generally, the is not going to be Makhvud, obviously it depends very much on the circumstances, the community, uh, the neighborhood, and the person. The person. 
I mean, every person is different, every community is different, every setting and scene is different. A Dabar Mu'at really will be set based on two factors combined. What's a normal amount that people will get when they come around door to door? The standard, standard amount that you give to someone, a random stranger, knocks to your door that you don't know who this guy is. Um, and B, what's the, what's the normal amount for these people to give to a random stranger that comes to the door? That's, that's, that's how a Dabar Mu'at will be calculated but very much depends, obviously, on the people and on the location. In Eretz Yisrael, your average, you know, younger man in Eretz Yisrael, your average uh, balabas in Eretz Yisrael, when someone comes around to the door, um, so in, in shul, how much do you give a guy in shul? You give a shekel in shul, half a shekel, one shekel. Someone comes to your door, you have to give him a little bit more because he's at your door. He came, he was mad. You have to come to your door, you give a guy five shekel, ten shekel maybe when he comes to the door. But to give more than that to a, someone you don't know, an unknown person, Generally, that, 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 that goes beyond the Dabar Mut. Okay, that would be a Dabar Mut, let's say, in Eretz Yisrael. What about a Gvir Shiyid that lives in Eretz Yisrael? You don't have so many of those. But if you have a Gvir Shiyid in Eretz Yisrael, so his five or ten shekel will be chveis. I don't know, maybe you give 18 shekels to someone who comes, 20 shekels, 20 shekels to someone who comes to the door. For him, that would be a Dabar Mut. In America, things are different. In America, in Shul, for the half a shekel or a shekel in Eretz Yisrael, in Shul, becomes like a dollar, two dollars, maybe even five dollars. Someone comes to your door, five dollars, ten dollars, right, to a, a random person who comes door to door. And again, that would be for a standard year. So that would be like a Dover Mood, a woman. Someone knocks on the door, she can give him $5, even $10 if she knows that's her husband's standard amount. What does the husband generally give people that he doesn't know? The husband gives $5, she can give $5. The husband gives $10 to random people, she can give $10. If it's someone who is more of a Kavir Shiyid, let's say, in the States, again, it all depends on what the standard amount that the husband will give to a random stranger that comes collecting at the door. So maybe it'll be $18 for them. Maybe it'll be $36 for them. The Dabar Mu'at, again, is going to be calculated based on what people in that community give to the random unknown people that come collecting and what that particular family will give. But whatever the husband generally gives to people he doesn't know, that's what she's allowed to give without consulting him. Someone that he knows, or someone that sits down with him and gives a whole pitch and he, he, he appreciates the, the, the cause, that she can't give without knowing that he appreciates the cause. So you have your standard amount. Someone comes to your door, here's your $5, okay? Three people come, I give each of them $5. Someone comes into my house and tells me about this yeshiva that he's collecting for, yeshiva that, for, for kids that he's mechazek, and he takes kids, and, uh, and, and, and look, he builds them up into B'nai Torrance and into B'nai Aliyah. So I really appreciate it, so I'll give this guy $50. That's not a Dover mood anymore. That's something that I resonate with. I really appreciate it. So for a woman to give that without her husband's um, consent would be l'chaira outside of the Mechaber is sanctioning that wouldn't be a Dover mood anymore. And she has to know that her husband appreciates the situation, appreciates this cause, she'd have to call him up. And, and generally, you know, a woman would say she wants to give more than that, or they're trying to get more than that, she'd have to say, I have to ask my husband. I have to call my husband up and ask him. Um, someone is allowed to, you want, you can tell your wife, listen, I give you permission to give more than the standard amount. If someone comes to the door, and it seems like it's a cause, they're collecting for a cause that I really would uh, promote, I would really you know, believe in, and back up, you can give more than the $5, so then obviously she's allowed to do it, and some can recommend that a husband should actually tell that to his wife, so we don't have to worry about the Safek Ezel, um, and, and she can give a little bit more freely, but when that has not been said, again, whatever the husband gives to people that come knocking at the door, the minhastam, the standard donation, she's allowed to give that without consulting him, the higher level donation that he would give to a, a very 
like a, a like a personal cause, something that he takes very seriously, that you would have to consult with him before giving. It was the same thing with your kids. Lamaisa, when someone knocks on the door and they're collecting for talking, your kids answer the door, it's good for the kids to know. The kids are allowed to if mommy and Tati's not home, they don't say that they're not home, they're allowed to give five dollars, go to the push can take five thousand and give them five dollars. You have to make sure your kids though are old enough to have to, you know, this uh We'll talk after this year. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Her income becomes his. That's what. That's what. Uh, that's what. Uh, it's from Takonis Chazal that uh, he might see a dime of a wife, or might see a dime go to the husband. But but again, if it's a if it's a um, a, a, a um, family of more means because she has a very nice you know income, and presumably they're giving more to the people that come around door to door. Maybe they're giving eighteen dollars as their standard. You know, donation is supposed to five dollars. Um, but yeah, but the, the, the way halachically her income is the property of her husband. That's how that's Chazal uh, set it up like that. He has obligations to her, but she has you know, where's that? She uh, her she she um, is meshuba to him. His income becomes his. Um, there's actually this is premature. We're not going to talk about this this week. Next week we'll we'll uh, build off of that. There's a very interesting. Almost a gimmick that the Paiskim, contemporary Paiskim suggests as a way of, of um, making more efficient use of miser money. Um, when, when you have a situation like that, the husband's learning in Kailul and she's some uh, high end doctor who's making, you know, or a psychologist or a speech therapist pulling in a very nice salary, had to, had to you know, uh, use their miser money more efficiently for his learning. But some of the re- next week we'll. we'll, we'll uh, We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, okay, so that's women and kids can give, can give whatever the, the standard uh, donation is. That's, again, whatever they'll give to people that come around the door that they can give without asking their husband. They don't need to call up. She doesn't need to call her husband before she gives the $5. That, that's really the oifu, right? <clears throat> she doesn't, if the husband's not home, she doesn't have to call him up, can I give this guy $5? She knows her husband gives $5 to people that come to the door. Nurse the stroll, she doesn't have... She knows her husband's give five shekel. The guy who comes to the door, she doesn't need to call him up and ask about the five shekel. She wants to give the guy 50 shekel, she has to call up her husband. Okay? Um, yeah. And it applies to kids as well. You know, when the kids get to the age that they can, they, they, they're able to have a chush, you know, whether it's kids below bar mitzvah or above bar mitzvah, they're able to have a sense of, you know, is this person legit? Is, 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 are, are, they, are they collecting for a cause? 
Um, this is someone that my father would give money to. They're, they're allowed to give the, the amount that their, that their father would give. Um, on the topic of kids, um, moving sideways within kids, so um, tzedakah falls under the, the umbrella of chinuch, like all other mitzvahs, and it is brought there, the person has to be mechanichus kids to, to give tzedakah. Um, it, it's interesting, matanus lev yoinim, actually kids don't give, that, that's discussed this, I think, Purim time. Um, kids don't give matanus lev yoinim. Um, they are smucham al shulchan aviyem. And as such, they're, they're potter from Matan Slavyonim on Purim. On Purim, they don't give Matan Slavyonim. We're mechanich kids to give Shalachmanis, but we're not mechanich kids on Purim for Matan Slavyonim for whatever the reason is. Uh, That's not the current discussion. But in general, for Tzedakah, we are mechanich kids to give Tzedakah. And although Katan, being that he's dependent on his father, doesn't really have, excuse me, um, any status in Halacha as someone with like independent income, with an independent um, um, account, bank account in halacha, that we would address him in halacha and say, you, you, you have to give tzedakah. And certainly if he's a cotton, if he's a minor, he doesn't exist yet in halacha and hukha tzedakah. Nevertheless, in terms of chinuch, a person should be mechanich his kids to give tzedakah. And, and meiser, we'll get into meiser more next week. Again, it's a little too early this week for meiser. But it's a very good thing, you know, your kids get a job in the summer, your kids get do babysitting, even if they're still uh, Katana or Katanites, give Meiser, you know, and, and, and uh, so what you make, you made us uh, $20 in babysitting, so, so you know, give Meiser from, 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 uh, uh, from, from babysitting, give Meiser from the camp trap, take $2 off of the 20 and that's part of Vilchus Chinuch, being Mechanech, your kids, you're Mechanech them to give Tzedakah also. Chinuch for Meiser is a very, very, very good thing to do with your kids. Help them uh, give to in general. Um, yeah. So going back to the opening, so the, the opening, um, the ephem over here, the machab really connected with the end. So I want to talk a little bit about the concept of um, koifen. Koifen. Not koifen with a kuf, but koifen with a chaf. And that's forcing people to give tzedakah. And we see two kind of opposite halakhas over here in the machab. The first halakha was. Um, if Bezdin knows that someone's not giving tzedakah, they're allowed to force him to give tzedakah. They can, they can yank it out of him. They, they, can, they can compel him to give tzedakah. Um, verbally, physically, they can seize a mashkin if he's not giving tzedakah. That's on the one hand. Um, on the other hand, we had all the way towards the end of the year, in, in Siv Zion, we see this is carefully balanced against not taking advantage, not exploiting somebody who is easily manipulated. In Zion, if the island got up there, we saw it already. If not, let's read it now together. Adam Shua, Shanaisin Sadaka Yosemay Aroyloi. Someone who's a Shua means he's, he's someone that can be exploited. He's like a slippery kind of person. And he's someone who's. Um, yeah. Um, so. Um, who gives more Sadaka than he should be. He's, he's giving more Sadaka than, than is necessary for him. Or he gives people tzedakah because he doesn't want to be embarrassed. It's embarrassing not to give tzedakah. He's easily taken advantage of. A person like this, you're not allowed to demand tzedakah from him. You can't take advantage of him. A gabai who shames him and beats him up and, 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 and um, 
talk to him, you know, in, in a very, you know, um, strong and, and uh, um, um, what's the word, what's the word? Speaks to him in a very, um, no, 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 not condescending. Intimidating, very pushy. What? Aggressive, aggressive is very good. Yeah, aggressive. He's, he's very aggressive with this guy. Says the Mechaber, it's Aser, If I know this guy is, is easily taken advantage of, of, he can't say no to anyone, and he's easily exploited, and I'm very pushy, very aggressive, I get more money out of him than he really is able to give and needs to give. So that, 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 that is an Iser. So see, there's a very fine line between Kaifen, forcing someone to give tzedakah, and taking advantage of someone and getting them to give tzedakah that they don't have to give. Kaifen, you can't force someone to give tzedakah, but only when I know that they're not giving tzedakah. That's the extent of the halach of kaifen. Someone is not giving tzedakah, and I know that they, they, they are giving far less than their means and far below where they're capable of giving. Yes, this is a halacha called kaifen. I can compel them, I can force them, I can, I, can, I can push them, I can be very aggressive with them because I know that they're not giving what they're supposed to be giving. But a yid who is giving what he's supposed to be giving, he's already, was, 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 was uh, you know, daiva hoiser, he met his obligation in halach and shulchan of giving tzedakah, but he's just a very nice guy, you can't say no to anyone, that becomes a coin to the shulchan something that's, that's negative halach. See, here's where, you know, anyone that's collecting for any kind of cause or campaign has to be very careful and, and believe this is something that you know, everyone, when, anyone that's collecting for anything has, has major nesionis in this area because everyone needs money. Anyone's on a campaign, a, a, a fundraiser, um, in the business of having to, 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 um, to, to uh, solicit funds, has, has a nagis, has the Yetzirah, he has to get as much as he can from, from wherever he can get it. He's going to have a nagis, a push to try to push people. But a person has to be very careful. You're pushing someone to give where he can't give anymore, you're not allowed to do that. Said differently, said differently. Sometimes there's a mentality that everything becomes mutter in the name of tzedakah. If I'm collecting for a just cause, everything becomes mutter. I can push and I can squeeze and I can manipulate and I can get them to sign up to give me, you know, X amount every month for the next 86 months, you know, more than they can give and longer than they can give because it's for tzedakah. And not only that, not only that, you know, where, where, where this mentality also comes into play when everything becomes mutter in the name of tzedakah is, is how I sell it. How I sell it. You know, sometimes people end up selling snake oil in the name of tzedakah because, listen, tzedakah is for a just cause. I'm supporting Anim. So I, I will tell you about all the people that had, had salvations. All the people that had miracles. They received miracles and Yeshua's and salvations. And I started, you know, telling all these stories and stretching things and fabricating and, and making things up because at the end of the day, look, it's a for a just cause. That's going against the Mechaber. Not everything becomes mutter in the name of tzedakah. To, to invent stories, to fabricate, to stretch the truth, to make up, you know, uh, all, all these, all these um, you know, uh, uh, un, un, unverified and uncorroborated stories of miracles and Yeshua's, even in the name of tzedakah, is taking advantage <laughs> of people, taking advantage of the gullible people, and you're not allowed to do that. You can't sell tzedakah with sheker, you can't sell tzedakah with, 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 with miracles, and you can't aggressively get more money out of someone than he's, than, he's, than, than, than he's capable of giving. If it's a guy who's not giving tzedakah properly, yeah, then I can force it out of him. But this guy that you're taking advantage of, presumably he's, he's you know, in general, he's already given a lot of tzedakah. He's already, the Baruch Hashem, probably met his, 
met his um, tzedakah um, requirements for that month, for that year. And to go ahead now and use like uh, shady means of getting money out of him for tzedakah, whether that's being very aggressive, whether that's coming on to him very strongly and, 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 and putting a lot of psychological pressure on him, or, or telling him about things that aren't true, making up stories, that becomes, in halacha, something that the Mechaber tells us, very frighteningly, there's a famous Maisa where they said that, you know, the, the, the Rebaran Cutler and the invitations to the Lakewood dinner, the fundraiser. So every yeshiva makes a dinner. In Lakewood, they had a dinner. Once a year, people would come to get people to donate money to the yeshiva. And they sent that invitation to the dinner. Rebaran Cutler looked at the invitations. They had a nice picture of the yeshiva. And Rebaran Cutler said, you have to throw, they had, you know, hundreds of invitations. You have to throw them all out and reprint the invitations. I don't know the story. They showed, he looked, he said, no, you got to reprint all the invitations. I would, but we spent all, we already printed these invitations. We're going to, you know, lose a lot of money. And they said, you can't send out these invitations. Because that's not how the yeshiva looks. Look at the picture. Look, you have a picture of BMG and a nice row of trees, you know, surrounding the yeshiva. There's no trees. There's no, those trees don't exist. The, 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 the graphic designer, the graphic arts department, they put trees in the picture that aren't there to make the yeshiva look nicer. So there's one person who receives this invitation and says, Azoyshein, look, they have such a beautiful yeshiva in this nice forested area. He gives money to the yeshiva because he sees the yeshiva that doesn't exist. That shekel, we're not allowed to take such money. That's compelling money from people to get tzedakah for, 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 uh, due to, uh, due to um, based on, based on, on, on um, shekel. We're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. You have to show the yeshiva as it is. And through it, all the invitations, they reprinted all the invitations. Right, and, and certainly to be aggressive, yeah. Yeah, if, if, that's right, that's right. What? Yes, yes, correct, correct. Rabbi X is right, you can't even, even if you're not being aggressive, you know that he's not going to tell you no, and you know, you know he can't really afford it, and you can't go over to him, but, I, I'm, just a, but I, I'm just taking that back to us, like applying that to, uh, you know, where these things come up, unfortunately, nowadays. Uh, certainly, you can't... Um, push it, to be aggressive, to get more money out of something that he can really afford, the manager can't do that. There is a mindset that everything becomes motor in the name of tzedakah, but, but it's, it's, it's not the way it, it comes out in halacha. On the other hand, there's a famous story of the Reb Nassim Tzvi. That's how. Um, Reb Nassim Tzvi used to go around America, collect, uh, once a year, probably more than once a year, yeah, more than once a year, he used to go around collecting money in America. And um, they always hooked him up with the, you know, the big guns, the big rollers. And there was a big Gavirashid who was, was not a religious person. Um, and he was in the hospital. He was a um, multi, multi-millionaire. Very wealthy individual. But he was in the hospital and he was not doing well at all. And Rav Nelson Svi asked to get an appointment with this guy. So they brought him into the hospital. And he sat by this Gavir's bed in the hospital. And the Gavir saw this rabbi there, Yeshiva of the Mir, the Dean of the Mir, Yeshiva in Jerusalem. He said, what do you want? Rav Nelson Svi said, I want a million dollars. A million dollars, you're coming to the hospital and asking me for a million bucks? You can come to me in the hospital and ask for a million bucks? You know, you, don't you see what kind of situation I'm in over here? So nothing, so he told him, he said, all I know is one thing. I know the Pasuk says, Tzedakah Tatlami Mavis. So the Gavir again got very annoyed, got very upset. Come to me in the hospital, tell me this, uh, your sales pitch. Nothing, so he said again, Tzedakah Tatlami Mavis. That's what it says in the Pasuk, Tzedakah Tatlami Mavis. 
So the Gvir took out his checkbook, this fellow in the hospital took out his checkbook, wrote out a check to Gnosis Svi for half a million dollars. He gained $500,000. Gnosis Svi left the hospital with a, with a check for $500,000. The next day, the guy died. So Gnosis Svi came back to Eretz Yisrael because he had a weekly vad that he gave to the Bachram in his apartment, in his house. So in that, that week's Friday vad, he told the story over to everyone. And he said, look, when I went to get that check from the guy, I saw he was really in bad shape. I didn't think the guy was going to make it. The guy looked like he was about to die. I told him to talk to Tatsi Mavis. I didn't really think he was going to live. But it's the Pasuk really says, Chazal says, and I figured, so why did I do it? Why did I do it? Said Nelson Svi. Very good guy. He's about to die. If I can be Mazakahim with, with, with a tzedakah to the mere yeshiva, right before he goes, imagine what kind of Olam Habal be Mazakah the guy with. And, 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 and he got a half a million dollars out of the guy right before he died to the mere yeshiva. So imagine what the guy's going to go up with the Ilma Ambas with it. He comes in with a half a million, with a million dollar donation from Yeshiva. So this is a person, so again, Rav Nassim Svi said Tzedakah Tatsimim Avis. He didn't say, this is exactly the story, this is how he said it over, this is the way he said it. The guy, he didn't say you're going to live. He didn't make any guarantees, he didn't make any promises. He said, Chazal said Tzedakah Tatsimim Avis. A, and B, we're talking about a guy who, who, was, who had, was, you know, um, below his, uh, his bracket, meaning he, he, he uh, had a lot of money to give tzedakah that he hadn't given yet. We're not talking about a person who had already given everything that he needed to give to satisfy tzedakah obligations. But sir, there's a person who, who, who still had a major deficit in terms of what he should have given for tzedakah. Therefore, what this is this, the, 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 uh, the uh, interaction and, and the pitch and, and the, the presentation of Rav Nassim Tzvi was being done to get a guy to give tzedakah who, who wasn't giving tzedakah, who, who had a lot of tzedakah to give and hadn't given any of it, and, and, and the rationale was also to be Mazaka the guy uh, on his deathbed. Going to a person who is given all the talk he needs to give him plus, and he doesn't have money to give Tzedakah anymore, and you're putting him in a very, very difficult spot by pressuring him, being aggressive to get Tzedakah out of him, that, that is an incorrect thing to do. So we have the, the Meister of Aaron Cutler, the Meister of Nelson Svi, and uh, what we need to bear in mind, you know, when we ran campaigns and things like that, try to get people to give, but don't pressure people to give more than they are, are capable of giving when it starts to, you know, it's, it's more than they're capable and more than they are, uh, that is beyond their means and more than they are uh, obligated to give. Uh, one last, last, last thing, the final line over here uh, in Sif Ches, there's a din of kol chelev la Hashem. Hiktish dover, yaktish meha yofashem and the chenu amr kol chelev la Hashem. There's a din in Hilchah Sadaka that when you're giving Sadaka, you give from the, 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 the finest. You give from the shenste of what you have. You're giving something to Ani and you're giving something to the Rebani Shalai you're supposed to give from the chalet, from the choice. You, you don't give shvacha stuff away for tzedakah. You, we, we give the carbon of heaven, not the carbon of kaya. Right? Whenever we're giving something to the Rebani Shalai you give from the, from the shmat. So, um, they're um, Reverkowitz. I actually once heard this, this sack from Reverkowitz. Berkowitz said, it's not so, Nagay over here really, I mean, maybe, not, not, not out of time, maybe in time, a little more relevant. So um, people sometimes, you know, are, are want to, you know, are, are, are um, happy to oblige and give tzedakah to the people that come around shul shnoring, the collectors. And sometimes, you know, there's a Yetzirah to look at it as a convenient means of getting rid of all my loose change. So I'm going to give the guy a dollar. I have a lot of dimes and nickels in my pocket. So I give him all the, you know, here you go. This is a dollar. Just people give you a dollar when you go around. You should be very happy. Here's all my dimes and nickels. Uh, in Eretz Yisrael, you give the guy a shekel from ten agurot pieces, right? 
give them, give them, a, I give them a whole shekel. Some people only give them a half shekel. Look, I give them a whole shekel. The shkaych in tenaga pieces. So um, I, I once heard, you know, it's 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 milsa de mestaber from Rav Berkowitz that that kenegav kochel v'ashav. You give it tzedakah, you give it right, you give it correctly. You have in one packet a, a shekel coin, the other packet you have ten tenagaru pieces. In one packet you have a dollar bill, the other packet you have ten dimes. You give the ani the dollar bill, you don't give him ten dimes. He's not shouldered because you want to give tzedakah. Kol chelav l'ashem. You give them the mape yofe. You give them something that doesn't weigh him down, weighs him down less, not more. You really want to give a dollar. What? You really want to give a dollar. You did that condition. But you told yourself, look, I have to give him my change anyway. If I have to give it to him, give it to the... Give the guy a dollar. Dollar bill. Kol chelav l'ashem. Once you're giving the guy a dollar, give it the right way. I know somebody that when he was stuck with farm currency and he didn't know what to do with it, he waited for the Anib to come around and show that he would give them, here, here's your Canadian dollar, here's your uh, peso, here, here's, here's a, a, a lira, a pound. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? Right? Because that's not Sadako, that's, that's someone who's convinced himself that he's, uh, you know, he's doing a mitzvah, but he's, he's getting rid of the, he doesn't know what to do with his oath, so I'll give it to the guy who's coming around and show What about Shkala? What about the first Shkala? It's the same thing. If the, if the guy has nothing to do with it, then, then uh, it's... it's uh, it, if it's going to help him out, then Nevada, sure. You give the guy this Canadian dollar because you someone gave you a Canadian dollar, you don't know what to do with it. Oh, wow, give it to Tzedakah. Well, such a mitzvah, such a big mitzvah. That's not Tzedakah, that's not Kochel of Lashem, that's you making your problem, somebody else's problem. You think you did a big, big mitzvah, you patted yourself on the back. Kochel of Lashem, you do it, you have to do it properly, you do it the best way. You give them the dollar bill, not the ten dollars. Okay.